Hello, this is Suzanne Ricketts with She Is Ministries, and we just want to welcome you to our podcast as we are getting ready to launch this. Uh, she Is Ministries is a women's ministry, and we are founded on Proverbs 31:25. She is clothed in strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. So on this podcast, we're going to be uh, pretty much running the gamut uh, on anything. We're going to unpack a lot of different subjects uh, in terms of like wisdom. We're going to walk out unforgiveness, pride, faith, wilderness seasons, just so much. There's so much to unpack in God's Word. And so we just encourage you to come along with us. Uh, our hope is that we really desire for women to just see themselves as beautiful daughters of the King uh, and just to for you to develop a deep intimacy uh, with the Father and to walk out, just get a kingdom mindset as you walk out and know who you are in Christ and know whose you are and the freedom that that gives you to move in his power and his fullness here today. And so that is just really, uh, we want to encourage you, we want to equip you, and we want to empower you in the word of God and what he has for you in this life now. So join us. Hey friends, this is Suzanne Ricketts and I am coming to you with the word today, the words, the threshing, the threshing. And uh, what I want to talk with you about today is the threshing floor and the time that we're in right now. Um, the Lord has, I have been praying about a lot of things and he's given me a lot of words recently. And so I will just really say that over the last week, he has really been uh, just taking me continually to First Chronicles and to the same story in Second Samuel chapter 24. And this is where uh, David decides to take a census. And so in this chapter, what unpacks and what's un what unfolds, I'm going to go through it a little bit, uh, but we're really going to just spend a little bit of time today talking about the threshing floor and uh, what that means for us. Because honestly, uh, I feel like the Lord has brought me to this place because of the timing of everything. Um, and so what is happening in 2 Samuel 24 is that David has decided that he's going to take a census. And so just so we know a little bit about uh, the Israelites and uh, that type of thing, Israel, uh, the Lord had commanded back in Exodus that he did not want anyone counting or numbering the Israelites, the people, uh, because they're his people. And so, uh, and, and and if you look at in Second Chronicles and you look at, you know, uh, excuse me, First Chronicles, and you look in, in Second Samuel, uh, one account says that uh, Satan incited David to do this, and another in Second Samuel says the Lord uh, had moved David toward this. Uh, and so uh, it was a matter that the Lord was upset with Israel because, again, they had moved away from him uh, and were worshiping and, and you know, the, the typical thing that, that, you know, the ebb and flow of, of the we're here and we're not here. We're adulterous. We're not adulterous, you know, this type of thing. And so the Lord is angry with them. And so one way or the other, whether, and, and, and just, so I want you to hear my heart in this is that we know that whether the Lord moved David to do this because he was frustrated and, and angry with Israel for being an adulterous nation, or whether he allowed Satan to do it, we know that all things pass through his hands. So 
one way or the other, David decides he's going to count the people. So understanding that, again, God had already commanded that they are not to count the people. And understanding that Israel belonged, it, it didn't belong to David. Israel belonged to God. And a man only has a right to count or number what it is that belongs to him. So when David took this upon himself and moved to count uh, the nation, he's even uh, his his leader and commander of the army, Joab, even comes to him in verse three and asks David, uh, but why does my Lord, the King delight in this thing? Like even he, he's telling, he's everything he's doing is telling David, like, I don't think this is a good idea. And then he comes in with like this, this closing statement of like, David, what is your motive in this? What is your motive? And, and, and obviously the motive is a, a prideful motive uh, because Israel has thrived under David. This is in the latter years of David's life and Israel has absolutely thrived under him. Uh, it has become very prosperous. And so David's mindset has, there's been some pride that's that's come up in him. And so he's entered this place of trusting numbers and forgetting God. And that can happen, right? And, and so I want you, as, as we're coming to this, I want you to hear the word because I feel like everything in me as I've prayed through this, I feel like this is such, such a message for us today. For us as Christians, it's a message for the church and it's a message for the unbelievers that we need to awaken. We need to awaken. And so uh, what happens is they count the people and they they come back with their counts and and I'm not going to go into all the numbers but I do want you to know again that in 1st Chronicles that we are given one number and in 2nd Samuel we're given a different number. And so I just laugh in that just thinking of the humor of God but he because he's like I still don't want you to know the number. So this one's going to say this one and this one's going to say this one. So just the reality that you know the numbers are different and and so you can read it in two different places but anyway so the numbers are done it takes joab and all the army it takes all the commanders it takes them nine months and 20 days to do this to do this census to count and number the people so it is this is a nine months this is a process of birthing right this is the length of gestation this is the birthing of something that is getting ready to happen. And so there is an expectation, right, uh, of what has happened. And so when Joab returns and the people have been counted and the numbers are turned in immediately in verse 10, immediately David's heart it convicts him immediately. It, his heart smites him and he's like, oh my gosh, I have sinned against you, Lord. And he, he comes to repent. And I want you to know the Lord offers him through the, the prophet uh, Gad. The Lord offers David uh, his judgment because of his sin. And he offers him three things. And he tells David that you can choose which of these three things, the judgment that's going to come upon you and the nation because of what you have done. And so the first thing he offers David is you can have seven years of famine in the land. The second thing that he offers David is for three months, you can flee from your enemies while they pursue you. And then the third option that he gives David, the Lord gives David, is three days of pestilence throughout the whole land. 
Now there's a lot to unpack in those three options and I'm not gonna undo it. I'm not gonna unpack it right now today uh, because we're going, a, a, we're going in a different direction than the unpacking of that. So in verse 14, David answers the Lord and he says, let us fall into the hand of the Lord for his mercies are great and not let us fall into the hands of man. And so David in this recognizes God is a great and merciful God. And he knows that man is not always just. So he, he asks, please let us fall into the hands of man. So a great pestilence comes on the land and an angel is coming through basically an angel of death and, and people are dying. And, uh, it says that over 70,000 men, and this would be like the fighting, but 70,000 men have perished in this, that the numbers are just ridiculous. And so the Lord, right when the angel is, is getting to Jerusalem, the Lord stops the angel and it's right at a Revna's threshing floor, a Revna the Jebusite. It's right at his threshing floor. This is in verse 16. And uh, Arevna's name means I shout, I shall shout for joy. So here we are. This the, the Lord has they're right at Jerusalem. The Lord has stopped this angel at the threshing floor of the man Arevna, or it's also Oren's threshing floor. So what what is the significance, right, of a threshing floor? And what is the significance of this threshing floor? So a threshing floor is a very smooth surface, right? And 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 so it's it's an open area, it's very smooth, it's a place that's made even. So I want you to think about what happens at a threshing floor. Threshing floors are usually built back in this time on a high area at great height because they want to catch every breeze because of how the wheat is threshed, how the grain is threshed. A revenous threshing floor is built on Mount Moriah. Now, what's the significance with that? The significance is that that is where Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice. It's also eventually where Jesus will die on the cross. It's also eventually will be the site of Solomon's temple. All, all, all in this, all in this spot. So. Threshing floors are where the wheat and the sh and the chaff are separated. The chaff is separa separated from the wheat. A sacrifice and worship process. Now, I want you to hear what I'm saying. Okay. So David, and, and, and so before I go on with David, I want you to get what happens. So these, these uh, there's oxen on the threshing floor. There are sometimes the oxen, it's by their hooves that, that the... Uh, the wheat is opened up, the grain is opened up, the breaking, the crushing, and the opening is happening on a threshing floor. Hear what I'm saying? The crushing, the breaking apart of sheaves by the hooves. The grain is separated from the husk and then eventually tossed into the air so the shaft would blow away, leaving only good edible grain. And again, oxen are on the threshing floor. So what happens in this story is that the Lord stops at the threshing floor, stops the angel. David 
is comes to Arevna. He comes to him and he's like, I want to, I, I want to build an altar here. I want to build an altar of sacrifice at your threshing floor. And so I want to sacrifice and I want to worship the Lord at your threshing floor because this is where everything stopped. And so what happens is David comes and he offers to buy the threshing floor of Rebna's like, oh, please take it, King, please take it. David says, no, I will not. It is not a sacrifice if it, if it costs me nothing. I will not come to sacrifice to the Lord if it costs me nothing because a sacrifice costs us, friends. So I want you to know that a threshing floor, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of symbolic things in the Bible that a threshing floor is tied to. Obviously, yes, the literal things that it is tied to. It is it is where the wheat is threshed. Uh, but it is referred to as well in the New Testament when uh, John talks about uh, Jesus will come in with a winnowing fork. He will divide and just, you know, and, and he, he has the right to thresh the wheat. Um, and so it's also symbolic of the relationship between a bride and a bridegroom, the threshing floor, symbolic of the relationship between a bride and a bridegroom. It is the, uh, the, on the threshing floor, there, there are two very large stones, a male and a female stone. That is, that is what they're called and they're fitted together. And so it is the grinding of the grain, which is the picture of marriage between the bride and the bridegroom. Ruth revealed herself to Boaz on the threshing floor. The grain was on the threshing floor. Families would come and camp and set up their booths around the threshing floor to protect the grain that's on the threshing floor. Worship. This, that there is so much symbolism in the worship and the sacrifice, the blessing and the judgment that happens at the threshing floor. And so we know that, that the bride and the bridegroom, we know that the church is the bride and that Jesus is the bridegroom. And so friends, I want us to get that, that in this time right now, there has never been another time in history where everyone is on the same field. Everyone right now is on the threshing floor. Do you hear what I'm saying? Everyone, the worldwide, we are all in the same place. Do you hear what I'm saying? We are all in the same place. This is unprecedented in history. I'm not saying that, you know, back when there were other plagues and different things that happened that you know, one side of the world was going through one thing and another side. No, right now, our entire world is walking through the same exact thing. And everything right now where we are, we're in a place where things have been taken away from us. Our normal life has been taken away. There is a crushing and a breaking apart of the sheaves right now that is happening on the threshing floor. We are all on the threshing floor at this moment. And so I want us to understand that we are being prepared. We are being prepared because what is happening is we know that the bride, there are, the Lord is, is telling us, get ready, get ready because the wheat will be separated from the tares. The shaft will be separated from the wheat. 
the crushing and the breaking apart is the revealing because when the when the hooves crush and break apart and the stone rolls over it and all the things happen or they beat it with a stick and the the grain is opened up there is a revealing there is a birth there is a revealing that happens and what is being revealed right now friends open our eyes let's open our eyes see everything's been we have all these things have been taken away and we are all back to uh where there are we're not attending a hundred sports events our kids don't have a hundred extra extracurricular activities after school there are all these things have been stripped away and we are down to the bare bones we are on the threshing floor and there is a crushing and a breaking that is happening right now and an opening up and as it is being broken open there is the revealing of what is within us there is a revealing of what is within us what is in our what is the breaking apart of what is in our church what is happening right now And on the threshing floor is where the winnowing fork comes in and the grain is tossed up and what is blown away is the chaff. So right now, friends, I want to give us a word that there is a threshing going on in the world, in the world, not just in our nation, not just in your back door, not just in your community. There is a threshing going on right now. Believe me, I, I have sat here for three days not wanting to bring this word because I know it's a hard word. But I'm also going to be obedient to what the Lord is speaking. And so just know there is a threshing going on right now. Friends, what are you doing? Are you absolutely leaning into the Lord right now? There are so many people that as the crushing and the breaking is happening right now, and and what is happening and as it is the the grain is being opened up and what is being revealed people are being people are scared they don't know where to turn and we are as christians we are christ followers we can lead them we can guide them there are things are being revealed that are in people's hearts even people that are christ followers there are things as the crushing and the breaking happens and things are being revealed people are being revealed for who they really are and some people are they're like oh my gosh i didn't realize this was in me there is so much that happens on the threshing floor but right now friends i want you to know that on the threshing floor it's also a place of worship it's a place of sacrifice and it's a place of worship and so you come on the threshing floor and you realize what it is you realize what is being revealed and you worship you allow god to deal with you in this place you worship him because he wants to bring health and wholeness and healing to us but there is a threshing that has to happen there is some revealing that has to happen there is some crushing some breaking open some things that have to happen some sacrifice that has to happen so that we understand and we get to the real understanding of who he is and who we are so friends, I want to I want us to get the picture today that we no longer can can sit and and be comfy and and just think, "Hey, it's all going to be okay. Everything's going to be great." Understand what the threshing brings. 
understand what it is and understand what God is trying to do in this time. There again has been no other time like this in history. So he is going to work it for the good, but that means there's going to be some, that doesn't mean it's not painful. And so friends, open your eyes and get ready. We are being threshed right now. And the question is, the question is for every one of us, when the winnowing fork comes in and it gets tossed in, in, in the grain and we get tossed up into the air, are we going to come back down and land on the threshing floor or, or, or instead are we going to get blown away as the shaft? Friends, be blessed today. Be blessed today. I pray you get in God's word. I pray if you have any questions, I am most always happy. Reach out to us. Reach out to us. You can find us at She Is Ministries on Facebook. You can go to our website, sheisministries31.org. We have emails on there. You can reach out to us for prayer, any kind of question at all. We are so happy to point you to Jesus, to help give you direction and whatever, to pray for you, whatever you need. But don't, don't pass by this time and think that God is not trying to do something in the world right now. It is the threshing. Friends, let's open our eyes and let's pray. Let's pray, let's pray, let's dig into His Word and let's seek His face. In Jesus' name, amen.